Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Glenn Hayworth. Welcome everyone to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with Glenn Hayworth. Got a really special guest in the house today. His name's Christian Lovett. He runs a couple of very successful cafes in this Shell Harbour, Illawarra community. They're called Bean Roasted. We've been mates for a while and I've been excited to get him on the podcast because he set up his business in a way which really, I think, revolves around his lifestyle. And it's, it's, a, it's a really good model to look at because with, a, with multiple locations, with quite a few staff, quite a few moving parts, it can, business can be challenging. And so today I want to talk to Christian about how he runs his business, a couple of challenges he, he might have had along the way, a few mistakes, maybe lessons learned, and all things, all things, all the above, basically. Welcome, Christian. What, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks for being here, man. Pleasure, mate. I've got to keep working on my intros. I'm only about four episodes mate, in. that's so. a good one. That was a good one? I rated that, yeah. Awesome. Really awesome. good. So... Thanks for being here, mate. I think I think a really good starting point would just be for those who don't know who you are. You know, it's only going to be a small percentage, basically. Everyone knows Christian Lovett, <laughs> right? The Love Man, <laughs> and being roasted. Well, can you tell us a bit about your story and how you got into doing what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so I actually finished high school and uh, went straight into being a barista. So how old are, how old are you now? It's, I'm 31. And 31. And by the way, can I just say? on the uh, live here we uh, go or maybe not live actually but on the air congratulations for <laughs> Christian's actually going to become a dad very soon thank you mate and is newly engaged as well so exciting right. time of your life it is 29 there's a lot going on yeah so but, um, sorry keep going yeah so 17 finished school went straight into a full-time barista role um sort of in that just in limbo like when I first finished you know thinking about studying or whatever um, literally a week after I finished my HSC. Um, and then, yeah, just stayed, just kept, kept doing it. I was loving it and, uh, stayed doing that for nearly two years and about a year and a half in, I kind of thought, this is, this is cool. This is what I want to do. The place I was working at was, had a full kitchen, um, had a lot going on, but I used to just hide behind the coffee machine. Yes. And, um, yeah, so then I just thought I'm going to do like a little hole in the wall thing. And it was probably all I was capable of doing at the time. Um, you know, I didn't want to have a big operation. So I just thought a one-man show down in Shell Harbour Village. And um, yeah, I'll just hang out there and that'll be it. And then obviously it's, it's changed a lot since then. So that's going back over 10 years now. Yeah. Is it? Or yeah, how long yeah. Have... 14, uh, 14 years since the, since the very start, since I started barristering. Yeah. Um, and 12 in the shop. 12 since you've had the shop. Yeah, so two years as a full-time barista and then, um, yeah, opened up just down the road from where I was working two years after that, so. Got ya. And then how long was it, because then you did the, the Kayama location? Yeah, so Kayama location was after two years in Shell Harbour. Yeah. So two years full-time barista, two years in the Shell Harbour shop and then opened the second store. Gotcha. So probably a little bit in. fast. Yeah, that's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty quick, isn't it? Two years in business and already opened yeah. up another location. Yeah, yeah. So was it, yeah. let's talk about that. Any challenges with that that you found with, with doing another store? Like what was the what were the wins? What were the challenges in doing the second store? Yeah, 100%. Probably, that was probably the biggest challenge um, I've had 
so far is that second store. Because wow. in one store, we didn't have many staff. I can pretty much control everything that's going on because I'm there most of the time. Yeah. Um, you got your finger on the pulse with one store. Yeah. It's just, easy to manage. Like you get you're your, doing it. You're making it happen. Yeah. And, and it's fun. But, uh, and, and you're doing big hours and whatever. But, um, yeah, the second store was, yeah, massive turning point. And, yeah, for, for a few years there, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is crazy. Like, just learning to let, just going to that second store and not being able to be at one for 100% of the time is just, yeah. you know, it's, and I didn't have that, didn't have the, the management team behind me when I, when I did that. So, yeah, you didn't have a leadership team in place. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. So, so was that the biggest challenge, managing people, managing the team during that time? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it was. And we had we've had great people the whole way through. Um, I was just so busy, head down, that I didn't have the time to get around them and, and look after them. And we grew from one store to two. And um, yeah, I was still pulling shots. I was, I was behind the machine always. Yeah. So like you're not you're not working on the business at all you just all my time was just in the business so yeah and that i find that to be a really common thing is that when you grow your business it's like you have to get really good at managing people you get really good with yeah. your people skills right and so you when you went from one location to two all of a sudden it became well I've got to I've got to improve my leadership, I've got to improve my communication, I've got to improve all aspects of managing people basically, which is how you're able to grow the business. And now and then from then you went to to three locations. How long did it take you to open the Calderwood one? Yeah, the um the Calderwood store. So Kaima came in 2013 uh, and we opened Calderwood in 2017. So I had a bit more of a yeah. a stint. Mm-hmm. But in that time I still I wasn't solid with with that management team. Like I did have a manager, but then it was, yeah, just, I didn't have enough, you know, like now we've got three stores and, and, and four managers plus me. Yes. Um, then we had three stores and we had one manager. Yeah. You know, it's just not enough. There was just not enough backing. Um, we had a great team and obviously there, you've got casuals that are focused on union and things like that, but we didn't have those, those full-time staff that that you know it was their thing so yes that was the challenge um and i just battled for that four years yeah from 2013 to 2017 um just spreading yourself thin and thin and, as thin yeah. as to the point where i i got sick and mm. nearly, you know had a surfing accident and nearly lost my life so um tell, can you tell us a bit a bit about that because yeah that was a massive event right like yeah, for sure. like i you know, I remember hearing the story and seeing it in the in the paper. Like it was a, it was quite a big thing that happened to you. So mm. yeah, so I guess from 2013 to 2020, so yeah, between five and seven years, um, I was yeah, like I said, I was head down. I was massively stressed, waking yeah. up in the night, pacing around the house, um, thinking I was feeling so sick. I thought I had food poisoning every night. Yeah. Um, what was causing? I was just, can I ask you real quick? What was causing the stress? Is it like I know managing people is mm, difficult, and if you don't have a good leadership team in place, it all like it's super demanding on you, incredibly demanding, and obviously too much. Yeah. Without that leadership team, I think it was a mix, a mix of the hours that I was doing, a mix of not being used to knowing how to let go, um, 
I really cared. I still care a lot, but I know how to manage manage how I feel about it. Um, it's, it's quite a bit to manage for you in your mid mid twenties. Yeah, early I would have been twenty five. Like, yeah, that's so, quite a bit to manage for a twenty five year old. Yeah, it was a lot, and I and I used to. I'd have to call my parents. Like I remember calling my dad two, three times a day just to chat to him and yeah, just get counselled pretty much, you know, yeah. just to just to feel better. And I, yeah, I was just massively stressed. Um, I lost, I actually lost like nearly ten kilos. Yeah. Um, and I was get people were coming into the store and uh, the people that were around me a lot probably didn't notice as much, but um, there was people coming into the store saying, oh, "I haven't seen you in a while. Like you, um, you know, you are you well? Like are you sick? Or like I was, I was." I lost so much weight that I was. Yeah. I looked like something had changed in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that went on for a bit, and then in 2020, January 5th, um, went surfing with a mate. I was just feeling really um, like fatigued and lightheaded when I when I paddled out, and I just thought, oh, just I, I once I get in the water, like I'll be sweet, I'll I'll freshen up and and I'll be good. And um, so you it. knew something was a bit wrong. Yeah, when, when something you're going was up. Out. But yep. it was it was kind of like you go surfing to to freshen up and to liven up, and I just thought yeah. that was it. You know, yeah. I thought oh, once I get a few waves, I'll be all right. Um, I got got one wave was just surfing really weird, like, and I just thought, oh, there's so many variables. So I thought I'm just a bit rough, rusty, off balance and stuff. Got a second wave, felt even more so, a bit like weird, and then got a third wave, and. Um, and I got probably yeah halfway along, and kind of my stomach just dropped, and I knew something was wrong. Mm. And then I just got dizzy, and uh, just lost control of my body, and um, yeah, just fell into fell into the whitewash. And then once I hit the whitewash, I didn't know which way was up. I was kind of fitting underwater. But I, was, I was conscious, and I was it was like one of those nightmares you have when you're yeah. drowning, and, Can't and then you wake up. Yeah, yeah, it was like that in real life. Um, I was flipping and felt like I was cartwheeling underwater. Um, and then I got to the point where I was like, I need a breath and I couldn't get one. And then I just blacked out. And then the next thing I know, I was, I woke up on the beach probably 15, 20 minutes later. And there was like police, Ambos, my parents, my mate that I was surfing with and the other fella, Tom. Tasting uh, with grabbed Tom. Me. Yeah. Mm. Good old Tom. Love Tom. So, so, so who got you out of the water was Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. So Tom got to me first on his bodyboard and I don't even really know that I could still probably patch up more of the story now. Like I feel like I'm nagging him if I um, keep asking about the story every time I see him, but I only know the story from what they told me. But yeah, um, yeah, basically Tom just said he, he, he was put, put me on, he found me floating face down and his mate actually was standing on the rocks and he's the one that saw me because he was kind of a bit more yeah up above um so they were on the rocks like fishing or he just got out yeah yeah, so yeah he just got by out. chance he was yeah, yeah. just getting out and tom Jump. actually went back in for it on his bodyboard to get a few more waves and yeah mitch, yeah my mate mitch was a bit further out the back just waiting for another wave so he couldn't really see yeah what was going on um and then yeah so tom paddled over to me um i was face down I thought I'd been attacked by a shark or something. They didn't know, well, didn't know what was going on. And he put me on his bodyboard, and he was kind of in a bit of a bad situation in a rip, um, and he couldn't quite muscle me in because obviously I was a dead weight. So yeah. he called Mitch over, and they kind of both 
dragged me to shore. And then I just remember waking up on the beach just thinking, like I had the lifeguards from Kaima behind me, patting my back, this lady just telling me everything was going to be okay. And I was at that point where I was like, I just felt like if she wasn't doing that, I was giving up. Like I just felt, I'd, it's hard to explain. It was like I was on the edge of just, mm. just had no and no life in me, no energy. Could barely lift my arms, wow. water in my, you know, in yeah. my lungs or whatever. Yeah. Um, she was just patting my back, keeping me upright. Had the oxygen on me, and that's amazing um, how much you can remember from that. That's the main Good part life. I remember. Yeah. The oxygen on my face. Yeah. And this lady patting my back, mm. and then just everyone standing around me. Apart and- from that, it's all pretty all pretty vague like I don't really remember coming off the beach um and then yeah just straight in the ambulance and it was really just everything was on my side that day yeah my parents were like a minute away yeah my mate was surfing right near me we were in Kiama the Ambos like up the road the lifeguards were on duty yeah um, I don't yeah Tom was there could have been so, different so 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 if, if you're listening Tom like what would what I know we ran into Tom like in Kiama a few years ago, me and you were getting a coffee and we saw him and you asked him a bit of the story and you got a, a chance to sort of, you know, hear a bit more of what actually happened from his perspective. Mm. But I mean, Tom, if you're listening, you're a bloody hero, mate. Absolutely. Like, he's, he's, I he's think, a hero. yeah, I see like, obviously I got, I got him on Instagram and stuff and I think about the accident pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, and I think about Tom and how he, and, and what he did and I'm like, Mate, I wish I could just buy this bloke a house and just yeah, you know, like I just don't, I just can't thank him enough. Like it's just yeah, I, I, pro- I don't tell him enough. Like I yeah, obviously I don't, I don't want to hassle him constantly and be like, hey mate, I'm back. But um, yeah, I love that you you're that humble. You're like I don't want to hassle this guy. Like no, but yeah, because like yeah, really yeah, he's a, he's a hero and he's such a good a good young guy. He's got if you if you get a chance, guys, look up tasting with tom on instagram he's a young kaima lad surfy lad who's got a, he's got an amazing following himself people following him and his recipes and, and his cooking and he's got such a great a great charisma on the on the camera doesn't he yeah. like he's such a such a, a genuine great dude he's built for it and he mm. saved bloody christian love its life like how amazing is how amazing is that yeah it's crazy it's crazy to hear that story Thanks for sharing that. What's it like for you sharing that story now? Like, yeah, it's a bit. It's I'm fine sharing it. It's it's good. Um, I do get yeah. I'm yeah. I'm fine really. It's it does play in my mind pretty much every day. Like it's yeah. Just I just think oh, what's it done to me? You know, like I've 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 sort of thought I've had a few like issues with my memory since. Um, I've been operating fine. Um, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me, really. Um, you know, I'm just totally relaxed. So what's been it's helped me in business? So it's yeah, and life, and just in general, like people. I often speak to people, and they're just like, "Are you not worried about that?" And I'm like, "You're not worried about anything when you when, when you've, you've been through that. something like that. You know that there's a lot more yeah out there." So so what were the so so that was obvious. So you just said that's you know, been the best thing that's happened to you. Why? Like, what have been the big takeaways that you got from that? Mm. Well, it just sort of taught me nothing else really matters. It's like you could just it could you could just lose it all one day, mm. and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I don't know how else to put it. It's really hard to explain, but um, yeah, that's 
I think that's it really. Like you just put things in perspective. hundred percent. It's yeah. just, yeah. So nothing, yeah, exactly. Nothing else, nothing else matters at all. It's just, yeah, you, you think about that and you're like, when you're looking, looking at death in, yeah. you know, in the eyes, it's, 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 everything else is easy. Yeah. So that's a really good, that's a really good story to hear. And if you're hearing that, maybe you're hearing that at the right time that, putting things in perspective you know there's nothing there's nothing as valuable as as your own life and it could, could all be taken away from you mm. so, so easily that we forget sometimes don't we yeah 100 percent. i sometimes go back through the um the messages and stuff i go back to the 5th of january and i look at the messages that i was getting from people when it when it all happened i, I look at the photo all the time uh, yeah. that was on the front of the paper i've got it got it at home yeah um and i sometimes just go back to around that time and just look at the messages back and forwards to people and you realize how much how much people actually actually care we don't tell each other enough yes but when something like that happens you flood you know mm. your, your messages are flooded it's, yeah um, good and amazing support yeah, around it's a good you. reminder for sure what would be your advice for someone who was in your situation stressed out of their mind in business maybe they've taken on too much they're overwhelmed they're managing managing multiple staff things are feeling a bit out of control at the moment what would be your advice to someone in that situation now i mean you don't want to yeah you don't as as much as what i went through was really good for me you don't want to that that's coming a bit close you know you don't want that sort of thing happening to you but um i would just say you you got to step out of your own head you got to get out of your head and realize, like the world's a huge. When I think about how big the world is and what's going on outside of this little room that you're working in, if if you if you can learn to try and step outside of that and realize, there's just so much going on out there. We're yeah. just blimps on the radar, like we are just. Yep. And you're just so wrapped up in your own head, and I do it daily now. Like if I if I'm, I don't really stress much, but if I've got lots going on, I often just, I, I just sort of stop and go hang on a minute like i'm in this right now yeah i can literally step outside of the shop just breathe some fresh air and just look around everything that's happening is just in my own my own world everyone's going through something so and that's probably pretty timely for you too because you've just come back from a a big europe trip Mm. you've been off uh you took a couple of months over there with, with katie and and so you've you've got a fresh perspective, yeah, coming back too. Like it's kind of, you know, you only got back a few weeks ago. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it was, that was eye opening too. I've never really travelled that kind of for that amount of time. Obviously, being so busy with the shops and stuff. But um, yeah, that was an eye opener too. Just just realizing what's out there and what's going on and what people are dealing with. Like just talking to random taxi drivers in Greece and they're telling me about how they work and seven days 12 hour days and yeah and their rents three quarters of their wage yes. every month you know it's yeah there's, there's people going through stuff it's um yeah there's nothing like that kind of travel to put things in perspective to see how good we've got it here in australia and and your worst you know your worst day here is someone's best day yeah it could be someone else's best day like mm. you're absolutely right i think that it, it's easy as a business owner to get caught up in our own head and think no one's going to understand these challenges I've got. These are these are my issues, and I think that not talking about it is is a big issue too. Yeah, like a 100%. lot of the time, we have these our own challenges, and we think no one's going to get this. This is my own issue. 
if I talk about it, I'm just going to sound silly or no one's going to understand it. But it's one of the worst things that you can do. You've got to talk about these things. And you said that you know, you spent some time, two, two, three times a day talking to your dad. As yeah, your, like I mean, your, I was lucky, lucky with that, that I had yeah. that person there. But yeah, even a, even a mate, um, a mentor, you know, obviously coaching with you, Glenn, in the last few years. Sometimes I, I come to the sessions and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I don't really have much to ask or, or whatever, but I'm just talking through what's going on is the biggest benefit. You know, yeah. it's, and I think people just need to do that. Just pick up the phone, find someone you can talk to. And if you don't have someone, you know, get a mentor or a coach. Mm. People, lo- you'd be surprised how much, you know, people love, love to help. Like if I get, I got a couple of younger mates and they'll often call me for a chat and I'm actually, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's good. You feel like you're nagging them, but it's, um, yeah, yeah, they love it. So I think it does something for both people in that relationship both the person giving the advice and the person getting the advice. Like the person giving the advice gets to relearn what they've already learned. Like when I'm coaching, like I'm reminding myself of things that I need to remember, Mm. you know, like when things are coming out, they're like, yeah, actually, I've got to remember to do that myself too, actually. And so when when you're teaching, it's like, or coaching or mentoring, you're reminding yourself of the things you need to learn as well. And you see yourself in the other person. Like when I'm working with someone, I'll often see myself in their shoes and be like, yeah, I remember what, what it was like to go through that. And it put th- it, that really helps to put things in perspective. And mm-hmm. obviously, if you're the person getting the advice or the coaching, you're getting to tap into someone else's experience who's, who's quite often been there and done that and able to share, share the perspective and, 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 yeah, put things in perspective for you. Because if you go to someone who's hasn't been through that challenge before, say in business, if you go to a mate who doesn't have a business or has never ran a business, never never managed staff before, and you tell them your problems, they're going to be like, "Whoa, that's that's crazy! Like, how are you going to handle that? That's you know, that's going to be so far out of their kind of comfort zone that they're not going to be able to really give you know solid advice mm. on, on on that in particular. But if you go to someone who's been there before, they're able to put it in perspective. And all of a yeah. sudden, you're talking to someone who's been there, done that, and that's not. It's all of a sudden not not as big of a problem as we made up in our own head. Yeah, for sure. I think it's. It, and if you're in business, I think it's important to speak to someone that has been in business. You know, if you need that that you know that mentoring chat. I mean, it's good to chat to other people too. But I think the, your fellow business owners will understand where you're coming from and be able to help you a lot more than someone who hasn't been in business and and obviously they've got different skills people that haven't been in business but if you're in business I think it's always everyone I've spoken to that I've gotten a lot out of has been in business they understand where you're coming from yeah um, yeah you have to talk to someone yeah you gotta talk to someone who's been there Mm. so so your advice to someone who's potentially going through the same challenge that you went through overwhelmed stressed out is like as what I took from it, you talk to someone. Yeah. So you had the mentor there, got got advice, got some got some guidance. Was that you're able to talk about your problems? And I'm a, I'm a big fan of saying that a problem when you when you speak your problems out, you're halfway there. Yeah. You talk you talk about your problems, you're halfway there to finding the solution. And so so you talked about it. You it was an opportunity for you to step out of your own kind of head a little bit and put things in perspective. So. If someone's going through a challenge like that right now, they're overwhelmed, they've got a bit too much on, you need to step out. Step yeah, out of the pressure sure. cooker. And don't be afraid to 
take a step back. I mean, we, I, well, I actually, I didn't add this in before, but I actually sold our Kiama store in 2020. Yes. Straight after I had the accident. Um, yeah. And for me, that was like, oh, I'm going backwards. Like I'm, I'm trying to grow and I want to do more stores and, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I had to, I sold one store and had to take a step back and it's the best thing I ever did. Yeah. Um, I, I miss it. Like I miss, I wish I, you know, had that store in that community. I love, I love Kiama and um, that part of it was hard, but as far as, yeah, just, I don't even, I think it was taking a step forward actually. Like I wouldn't say taking a step back. I wouldn't say a step back yeah. either. I think it was absolutely a step forward. Mm. And sometimes you can get worried about other people's opinions and not saying you've been through, did that, but sometimes we can get caught up and thinking, oh, how does this look? Ah, you know, like, what are people going to think? I'm shutting down a store. Like, are they going to think we're moving backwards? But it's actually, a, every decision is a, is a step forward because you'll either win or you'll learn from it. And mm. for you, that just simplified things for you so much, didn't it? Going back to two stores once you've been managing three just simplified your oh, operation. 100%, yeah. It, 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 it made it easier for you to be able to manage and control and I think that's what we need to do sometimes in business. We've got to learn when we need to simplify things and when it's just become too too complex, too complicated. And I'm going through a similar situation now actually with Hayworth Guitars and my coaching and I'm looking at ways that I can simplify because I've got a young family and I've got the coaching and I've got retail and I've got music schools and two locations. And now I'm looking at ways to simplify because it it's not sometimes it's you're not doing the best by everyone by trying to do too much it's like they're getting a real slim version of you like you spread yourself yeah. so thin yeah they don't get enough and all of a sudden it's like things things can like the wheels can fall off so simplifying i think is is what you got to do sometimes is take one step back so you can go forward again and set a new foundation yeah for sure yeah so so that's so big challenge like I was one of the questions I love to ask is what was your biggest challenge? Yeah, I, I'm guessing that we've talked about. Yeah, hundred percent. That. that was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about what about your biggest mistake? Biggest mistake? Um, there's probably not one that stand. Oh, I suppose one thing that comes to mind is not having the leadership team together before moving forward. So going in, growing quickly, going into new stores and not having that right-hand man yeah. to come with you. I, because what happened with me, I, I jumped into that second store and even third. And like we, by the third, we kind of we, we started having managers in place and, and stuff. But um, yeah, jumping into that second store, it was like I didn't have that leadership team. And, but then the problem was I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get it. But then I got so busy because now I have two stores and I'm working huge hours and I'm stressed out and yeah. you never really get around to to, rec- to having time to sit there and recruit and um, and train these leaders into who yeah. you need them to be to run your business. So uh, moving forward, you know, if I was to do another store, I'd, I'd definitely be taking forward one of my current leadership team and yes. or one or more of my current leadership team and saying, this is what we're doing. I need yeah. your help. Yes. Um, Get them ready before you, you, you yeah, jump. And yeah, and you can't always do that if opportunities come up quickly. But I think for me, you could, you could do it without, but if you want the best outcome, I think you need, you need that in place. Yeah, 
And you said right, right-hand man, but I know you didn't mean like that because you've actually got your, your main leadership team are made up of, of women. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, yeah they're doing a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. So that's really good advice is, is making sure that that leader is, you've got that in place. You know, not, they're not going to be 100% ready, but you've started the process of getting them ready yeah. so that you're confident that, cool, I've got that person in place. They'll, they're 80% ready. We'll, we'll, we'll get them to start the store and then they'll give them some more training and they'll learn as they go as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, starting yeah. a new store with a, a fresh team, yeah. that's tough. They don't know your culture. They yeah. don't know, you can you can have it written all down in a in a shop manual and you know all documented. But it, I think it needs to be an example needs to be set by someone, and you need that physical in house yeah um, person making it happen. So for sure, and something that I think that you do well now is you're quite across the numbers on like because mm. I, I want to talk about you know how you're able to manage things now you're running two stores you were able to take some time off a couple of months off recently a couple of things that i think that you do really well you know the numbers you've empowered the leadership team the leadership team get they'll spend some time with with me as well so you're investing in their training and their and and, and where you know i'm working with them on their leadership and their communication and, and and handling challenges in the business too so you're investing in them and what other things do you do to be able to help help you run the business from that step back a little bit? You know, like the numbers, the leadership team. What else would you say to someone who's who's looking to be able to step back a little bit more from mm. the business and empower the team? Well, I found. I mean, I did it. As, I had a slow transition. I didn't just go from forty, fifty hours a week to not on the roster. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, for anyone out there that's in, you know, on the floor doing the labor and that wants to step back and work on the business more, I think you don't have to go from zero to a hundred, just cut back your hours by five hours, do a couple of months with five less hours, go 10, a couple of months. That's kind of how I did it. And I found that it was a smooth transition out. Yes. Um, it probably yeah. took me, I don't know if you can remember Glenn, but probably took me maybe six months or so to yeah. slowly come out. And I, and even then, I probably was still on the roster 15, 20 hours a week yes. for a while. And that was probably more out of choice, like just to just to be there and, um, yeah. you know, I enjoy it. But um, I would say when you, when, when you get to that point where you're off the roster and you're not, you're not running the operations and you, you're managing it the way you should, from you know from outside in yeah um you've got time to be there for your team um you've got creative energy like i used to finish a barista shift after pulling shots all day and the last thing i wanted to do was work on my business talk to anyone like i was just drained completely especially being in hospitality talking to people all day yeah um whereas now i you know i've got flexible i've got flexible time i've got creative energy to, yes. to put to use I can look at what the store needs. I can help the managers. I can get around the staff. Yeah. I can get around the customers. I've got more time to just go into the store and just float around and give them my time, not yeah. be, you know, head down and, yeah. you know, sorry, I can't talk to you. I'm too busy. Um, I think that's a good point that you make. Like you did it in stages because mm. someone could easily look at you and be like, this guy's 29 and he's he's not even in his business 31, all the time. 
Oh, 31, sorry. I keep <laughs> saying nice 29. One. You said 29 before. I just let, I let it go. <laughs> <laughs> when I said it before, I thought, I think he's 29. I know you just said it too, so it's going to sound really rude. Like when you just said how old you are and then I just said it, said the wrong number back. Oh, I feel, I feel 21. I thought my, if I my got My back it, doesn't, but yeah. I thought my brain if I, does. I thought if I got it wrong, you would have um, corrected me, but you didn't. Yeah. So no, no. Anyway. I didn't want to do that to you. Anyway, you finally kept corrected me. Okay, 31. But someone would look at you and be like, this guy's 31, he's running multiple stores and he's not in, the, in them all the time. Dude, how did he do it? It seemed like it seemed, it must seem to some people like it happened overnight, but they don't know the whole story that you've been doing it since you were 17. Yeah. And, and it's taken over 10 years, what, 12 years or so? 14 years since 17, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and 14 years so for you to be able to actually step back out of the business take yourself off the roster so it's not like it happened overnight and it's a good point that you make is yeah you got to do it in stages you got to be patient you got to set it up and 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 you don't just want to just go cold turkey and just disappear yeah and i think on that you do there is a there is a section of time that you do need to do those hard yards and you you can't be working on your business you've just got to put your head down you've got to build your community yeah and just and yeah just like i was on shots on the machine um, for, for every hour that I was spending on the business. So you need, you do need, there is a, a part of that you do need. It's not like you open the shop and then you step back and you work on it and you've got a team there, you know. It's, yes. um, but you definitely, it's worth recognizing when it's the right time yeah. to do that. If you're growing rapidly, um, yeah. yeah, start, the first step is to start documenting everything that goes on in the store so that you can give that to someone else and, yes. um, and train them and they've got that backing to know what needs to go on and then you can start pulling yourself away yeah. um, but you need to give your staff opportunity like you you can't be holding back and you know worried about i mean you've got you've got to look at your numbers and you've got to be across that but um you know if you come across good people mm. you need to we, you need to get onto it and and promote and, yes. and get them into those positions where where they should be yeah, um, absolutely. before it's too late. So I think there's a couple of key takeaways from hearing your story with how you've been able to step back and a couple of things that, that have resonated with me from that and also a few things that I've, I've um, done to step back as well. One is, yeah, you've got to get a leadership team in place. So you've got to keep thinking, who can I, who's, going to, who's going to be ready to take that next step as I grow the business? Who do I need to put more training into? Who can I look for? And, and obviously, yeah, you can hire from outside too, but something that I found works really well in yourself too is that you've, you've brought them up from within. Yeah. So I think every time you haven't looked for a manager, no, you've promoted never. them from within. And yeah. when you do that, you're able to kind of mold them a little bit more. Some, sometimes like it can work both ways, but the strategy that I have often used and you've used is that you're able to mold them from within, put that training. You're able to really get a good feel for them first in yeah. what they're capable of. Whereas if you hire someone in a leadership position to come in, you really don't know. You're just going off a resume and an interview, really. Mm. So it's a, probably a bit more of a risk and they're probably already going to be... They're going to be a little bit less moldable because they'll often have the experience in most cases. So I like the approach that you, you've always had and I like it too for my business is you've promoted from within. So I think that's always a good place to look first. Start within, look at your current team, who has the potential to take on more leadership and invest some time and some training and some energy in them. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, um, 
that, I, I prefer to do it that way, like you said. And um, bringing a manager from outside in can often disrupt the team. Yeah, you know, they're team. all they've all been there for years, and team fit. And this, you know, this person comes in and yeah, and shakes it all up. They don't know what what's happening. So yep, um, you know, and and I think a lot of people go out there and look at resumes and and skill sets and how many courses this person's got under their belt and and whatever else um but don't look at the personality yes enough they need to be a team fit these these yep. things can come later like you yeah you got to get the good people you and do. the rest will the rest will follow There's i'd rather i'd rather give up a little bit of skill and have a good person yeah than have someone that's highly skilled and and not fitting with the team so definitely there's three things i like to ask when it comes to hiring and one is can they do the job two is will they do the job long term are they committed will are they committed to doing this long term and three are they a good team fit and i think the third one's probably it's it's probably the most important are they a good team fit does the team gel with them are they gonna are they gonna get on with the team are the team gonna stick around and be by their side and and work with them through the through through the challenges and 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 help get them ready and help you know show them like you know embrace them in the business and show them the the, the culture as well they're going to be a part of that culture i think that's really important and a couple of the takeaways that that i get as well from being able to step back is you have the leadership team you invested in the leadership team you know the numbers like because the numbers don't lie so as you step back, you have to get really good at understanding your numbers on where things are at and, and, and doing it gradually, being able to step back and be able to say, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to gradually just, just this Friday afternoon or this Thursday morning or whatever it is, I'm going to just block out some time to just work on the business. I'm not going to be on the roster that day. I'm just going to work on it and checking in with your team regularly during that, during that process, supporting them as well, giving them the responsibility because you have to get better at managing people and you've also got to get better at managing yourself. You've got to get really good at managing your time, which I think you're really good at, is your, your schedule is great. Like you're getting really good now at managing your time because when you're able to manage your time, then you're able to teach your team to do that as well. Mm. And so I, I think that's a, another important one too. And the other one is systems. Like you've got good systems in the business and you need that. If you're able to step back, you need good systems, some good, good procedures in the, in the business as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, I actually did a lot of work on that before I left for Europe. Like we've always had the last couple of years, we've had really good systems, but, um, yeah, we took them to the next level before I went, went to Europe, which is a really good exercise. Um, yeah, just, just giving the managers the tools they need to, to run the store, like almost to the point where, well, they didn't call me while I was away, you know, like there was no need. They knew what was going on. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're awesome. So that I wasn't expecting anything, but, um, yeah, if anything happened, like we had fridges break down and yeah, um, yeah, lots of things happen in hospitality. Things break and yep. and shut off, and you know you have issues. And um, there was nothing there they couldn't handle. I remember Brooke so, telling me about that. She ended up sorting a fridge, didn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We we had it to the point where I, you know, I was, I had it documented who they call, where where we would go if we if we were to buy a fridge. Yes. Know, down to that, you know, not just. Yeah. Leaving them in the dark. So, yeah. Mate, a couple of questions before we finish. What is something that is overrated in your opinion that people in business, business owners are spending too much time on? What's overrated and what's underrated? Oh, that's a tough question, mate. 
I'm sorry um, to throw it at you. I did yeah. text you a few of these questions. You did. Yeah, I forgot this, and I and I looked at it, and I just went, I don't know what I'm going to say when you ask this one. <laughs> what's um, overrated? What's that? What's what's something people are doing in business that's probably overrated? They need to do a little bit less of. A bit less of. Well, I mean, like we said before, there's a lot of people that are working in their business, yeah. um, and and doing all these hours to try and save a wage. Looking at what you can save as a wage in most cases often doesn't outweigh what you could do with your business. You know, you could improve your turnover by 30% by working on it or you mm. can try and save $400 a week on, yep. you know, on wages by working that extra day. So I think long term, yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I that's probably all I can really think of. For I think that's a really what, good what point. What do you reckon, Glenn? No, no, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's knowing when to make that, take that step out mm. and even, and, and it's, a, it's a little bit of a risk because you do have to sacrifice that, all right, I'm going to be paying someone X amount per week now to do what I was doing. And so, so I think it's a good move as long as you put that time to good use and you don't just go and sit on That's a beach. Right, yeah. You know, yeah. you've got to be really, really smart with your time as you grow. So as you grow, you've got to get really good with people, you've got to get really good with 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 your schedule and, and managing your time because your time all of a sudden gets more valuable as you grow. Sure. Like it gets yeah. more valuable. Like now you've got to put that time to how am I going to grow this business? Mm. How am I going to take this business to the next level now I've got this time? So I think it's a good move to do it when you're ready, sometimes a little bit before you're ready. Be willing to sacrifice the, the short-term wages that you'll need to spend by, yeah. by putting someone on in order to get that time back, but you've got to use that time smart. You've got to use, sure. use think, to grow the business. I think planning your... Um, I've been always big on planning my week out. I often spend, I spend so much time just in my diary and in my notes planning like and it and some people look at it and they're like oh what are you doing just do it just yes. get on with it yes but for me it's when i get so say it was uh, say thursday morning and it and you know i was working those huge hours and i was slowly cutting my time down in the business um and i gave myself five hours on a thursday morning you don't want to get to thursday morning and go oh, all right what am i doing now yeah and then by the time you work it out like you said you're not you haven't used that time and it's gone yes so you know, planning that and thinking about what you're going to do for the next week or the next day before it actually comes, and then when you do have that pocket of time, mm. you go straight to your diary and you know exactly what you. There's no. Yep. There's no thinking. You get it out of your head. So I think that's. I found that really helpful. The planning. Yeah. I love planning, and it's like the whole saying. And I think it might have been Abraham Lincoln who said it. You know, if I've got 20 hours to chop down a tree, I'm going to spend, you know, 19 hours sharpening the axe. Like, yeah, it's that planning. Right. It, it, it is. It's like, I'll love to sit down on the weekend and think, hey, what does my week look like? Let me look at my schedule. Let me look at what are the most important things for me to tackle this week and what days I can do that. I'm going to write them in my diary. And then every afternoon before I leave this office, I'll make sure that I really refine that next day. Mm-hmm. And I'll get really clear. And I've got a few things that's 80% planned already, but let me get it 100% planned so I know that when I go to bed at that night, I'm not constantly thinking about, I've got to do these million things. It's already planned. It's already written down. I know what the priorities are. I know when I'm going to do them. And it just means that you can just be so much more productive with your time. And yeah, it sounds a little bit, sounds a little bit counterintuitive sometimes thinking, oh, what, you're going to set aside 15, 20 minutes each day to plan or an hour on the weekend to plan? Like, why not just do those things? But yeah, it's, it's, it's not just 
doing things right, it's doing the right things. Mm. And sometimes we get caught up in doing things right, but we're not actually doing the right things. Mm. And, and sometimes it's just asking better questions and just saying, what's the one thing I need to do this week? What's the one thing I need to nail tomorrow, which is going to drive my business forward the most? So I think if you can plan it out and get really clear on that, when you're not in a state of in the shop, like, and it's busy and what do yeah. I do next? Like yeah. when you've actually got some time to think and be creative and some space, you can get better quality answers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that, that first, when I was first cutting back, I actually, I didn't know what to do with the time because I was so used to just being in the store and to step out of that, I was kind of like, all right, I've got five hours. What do I do? Yeah. Um, I think it's important to have a mentor at that point. Um, someone you can talk to. Like I think it, I, I was cutting back just as I started seeing you and um, and I was get like in the sessions we were looking at what I needed to do for that coming week. So in that pocket of time, I knew they, they were the things that I needed to do to move my business forward because I did feel a bit lost at first when I first cut down. I sort of thought, all right, well, what do I need to do with this five hours that I've got? Yeah. And I found myself wasting them. Um, for the first couple of weeks and then yeah yeah, so I think it's important to know you know if you don't know get some help and and ask just ask people what they think yeah yeah Yeah. going back to that mentor that coach I think is is super important mate this has been really good to sit down with you and have a chat I uh, if you get a chance guys make sure you look up being roasted follow them on Instagram follow them on Facebook you guys got a TikTok no, mate. Nah. Too old. TikTok. Too old. <laughs> 20, 29, aren't you? Still in your yeah, 20s? 20, I'm in my 20s, yeah. Should get it. Uh, um, check out Bean Roasted. Obviously, if you're in the Illawarra, make sure you drop in and see the guys at Bean Roasted. Get a, a lovely cup of coffee. And, mate, thanks so much for being on. I think there were some really, really good gems from this. If you're looking to grow your business, if you're managing a team at the moment, if you're finding yourself a bit overwhelmed at times, I think there's some real gems in this episode. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Follow follow us. Uh, you can check out my Instagram, Glenn Hayworth underscore coach, Hayworth without the Y. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for being here, Christian. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Awesome, Appreciate mate. It. See you, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave a review and follow Glenn Hayworth, business coach, for more business, marketing, and mindset tips. Thank you.